when you go to that supermarket, you can just these simple things matter, you know, bringing a reusable bag, bringing your uh, reusable bottle, all of these small habits that you can integrate in your life will add up to a big difference. Like I always say when everyone just uh, is more conscious and mindful about their actions and does these simple things like we would live in such a better <laughs> better world just like it doesn't have to be perfect but we just need a lot of people you know trying their their best thanks for tuning into our Roth podcast we love having you here and it is our mission to bring you the latest and greatest sustainable tips skills and know-how to make you the best that you can be we know that you've got it in you and we're going to show you how now let's rough it Hi Manuel. Um, Hi Alex. <laughs> great to have you. Um, great to have you on board uh, today. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, um, thanks for having me. <laughs> not at all. So just to um, just to give our audience a bit of an introduction about you. So uh, uh, Manuel is a passionate sustainability activist and a video maker who tries to inspire as many people as possible to make a positive change in the world. He has always had the problem of wanting to help others through coaching while also supporting charity organizations all at the same time. And with his uh, amazing idea, Coaching for a Cause, which uh, I'm sure he will uh, talk to us some more about, uh, he, um, he can finally bring the two things together and that's you know, making it possible. So um, again, great to have you. you on board. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> awesome. Um, tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, maybe your journey, uh, Manuel. Where did it start and how you, you know, came to develop uh, coaching for a cause? Yeah, sure. So like my original background after school is like uh, being a fitness instructor. But after some time, I kind of felt, okay, that's not, I want to do something else. So I started traveling. And uh, when you travel, you really kind of get out of your comfort zone. You see different things. And um, yeah, and I, I, I volunteered at different charity organizations and uh, it really g gave back a lot. It gave me, gave me purpose uh, to help others, um, to, to help animals. And um, I did some fundraising campaigns, but I always felt like, okay, that's not enough. I want to constantly support them. And then at the same time, I come from that fitness background where I help people, you know, get stronger and get better. But then on my journey, um, yeah, I got aware of all of the environmental problems we are facing. I traveled to Bali, Indonesia, and yeah. did like a workshop at the Green School. For anyone who doesn't know, Green School is a, school, a holistic school that teaches about the environment and everything is out of bamboo. And there, uh, I kind of shifted my perspective. And during that workshop, I learned like all of the different environmental issues we are facing and also saw firsthand the plastic pollution problem in, in Bali. And um, then I kind of started, okay, I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. So from there, um, I started to reduce my plastic waste. Like that was around three years ago now. And yeah. uh, I'm on the journey. I'm not perfect, but trying my best. I think everyone uh, does. And um, yeah, from there, it just started. And then step by step. So... Uh, I first get into zero waste and then you realize, okay, it's much, much bigger than just reducing plastic waste. There's so many different issues we are facing and um, yeah. And then just step by step, uh, try to live a more sustainable life and then co 
then bring that together with also helping then had the idea okay i can help people maybe yeah. live more sustainably and i tried to bring these two things together helping people live more sustainably and uh, supporting charities at the same time so what we are doing with coaching for causes um yeah we are helping people through coaching and membership and webinars live more sustainably and then supporting with a percentage of the profit um charities so that's kind of the concept yeah <laughs> fantastic uh, and, and how, how long has coaching for a cause now been been running uh about a year so it's also pretty new <laughs> fantastic, fantastic but i um i've noticed on your website you have a pretty international exposure as well so you have um yeah coaches from different parts of the world that must be very yeah. exciting to build all of this network yes we, uh, they're like from america australia um europe like from, and also our like members we have like an eco membership are also from all over the world and it's kind of really cool to come together and everyone shares different perspectives um which is really awesome because i think we can't fix the problem with one solution we need a mixture of solutions yeah. to fix fix this <laughs> yeah yeah i think yeah. Um, collaboration i think is really yeah the key. yeah especially uh, i mean in, in everything but especially when it comes to i think you know sustainability there's a lot of great movements out there but um yeah. sometimes it's disconnected so like an organization like yours really connects all this expertise and can deliver it to uh you know to, to people that are interested in em embracing a more sustainable journey so i think it's really fantastic yeah. thank you um, <laughs> Um, you mentioned so a percentage of um, you know the, your revenue goes to support specific charities. How do you how do you kind of identify the charities? How is that selection made? Mm. Yeah, often I actually visit them personally and to find out what they are doing, and then we have the other sector. We create content for that charity, so it's not only supporting them through um, raising money, but also we have that content aspect. So. Either we create graphics or uh, image videos, take photos, uh, and um, share also the message on social media. Um, all of the coaches that are part of Coaching for Cause have quite a high following. So we try um, to, to really give them a push um, to a more sustainable like, uh, funding so that they can develop a, yeah, um, sustainable funding for their projects, either through, through exposure and raising funds for them. So, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, yeah, just if they're doing great work and I see like they're really like doing what they're telling on their website, I, uh, yeah, just have a conversation with them and get them part on coaching for cause. Great. And I, I've noticed you have, um, yeah, you have like different charities, obviously in different, yeah, topics. different causes. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. So let's talk about one of these uh, causes, I guess, uh, um, you know, I, I um, uh, maybe you you can explain this uh, uh, very well in, sure. in bali you mentioned there's a there's not just in bali but obviously we have a big problem globally with with plastics and mm. uh, as far as i you know read and i I'm, the research i made there's also a big problem with plastics in, in bali and also plastics yeah. that end up in, in the ocean i don't know uh, maybe you can share a bit more your experience living there uh, about what you see and and you know how how are people kind of also uh, approaching the problem Sure. Uh, so like what I see is uh, very different. So I'm from Germany originally and there yeah. you don't see plastic on the streets. But then I yeah, came to Bali and you see all the plastic laying around. Uh, you drive with the motorbike, um, you smell the smoke of the plastic being burned like this. Um, and 
what I just realized, there is not that waste management system in place okay. to handle all of that plastic waste. And when we look at how many tourists, okay, right now, not during COVID, but normally, how many tourists are visiting Bali, and they all create a massive amount of uh, waste by by being there and it's very right. hard to handle for that island um, because they leave basically their waste there they don't bring it back to their their home country right so i also try always to encourage people if you come to bali <laughs> um, don't yeah be more mindful and yeah. because when you eat at that uh, small restaurant at the beach and you order a coconut with a straw that straw is going to end up in the ocean because they're just going to leave the coconut or throw it somewhere because there's not that waste management in place so being more mindful when you are in these uh, small islands or when you come from australia or europe and sure. you visit these places to really yeah be, be more conscious um, um but yeah that's the main thing that there is not these these waste management system there is in bali there's one big landfill and everything just gets dropped there and there's wow. no okay. separation system in place. So they basically put all things together, organic and uh, plastic waste like in one bin. And that's kind of the problem. As you know, then you can't recycle uh, yeah, plastic anymore because it gets wet and then it just gets dumped all together on the landfill. And it's getting fuller and fuller. Last year, it was even for some time closed because it was just too much. Um, yeah, it's another yeah. struggle. Yeah, and I guess um, I guess that plastic, you know, that issue that you have in in Bali, and I think other countries as well, in in other parts of the world, um, yeah. you know, that plastic ends up in the oceans, and then everybody's affected, right? So, um, yeah. do you think that the solution, I guess, if we if we want to, look, I mean, do you think that having a waste management system or some facility in place could be one solution? And then, do you think also that, like you said, educating people is maybe another solution how, yeah. how do you find what you think is something that could uh, really have an impact yes they, um my actually my mindset or shifted quite a lot the past year like before when i first arrived here two year, two and a half years or three years yeah. ago i was like okay people are not the local community are not educated enough um, there's no waste management system okay these are the two things you need to educate the local community and you need some kind of uh, waste management system and then I kind of was sometimes judgmental or you're like okay why are they using plastic and just throwing it on the street or burning uh, my, uh, my neighbors are burning plastic why I smell the smoke like why are they doing that I got some really upset but then like this year kind of I realized like it's not their fault like and you look back 50 years ago, they all practice zero waste naturally. Um, like in Bali, you have these banana leaf packaging and right. all of these things. But then we come like from the Western world and these corporations and they basically brought that plastic to Indonesia and flooded the market. Yeah. Um, and then they had still that same behavior. Okay, I can just throw it away and it's going to disappear like the banana leaves, but it's not going to happen. And then in these... Um, countries there was not that waste management system in place to handle all of that single-use uh, plastic and here in Indonesia a lot of people live with daily wages so they get like daily income yeah and they can only afford these small single-use packaging the sachet um, so it's yeah. kind of yeah 
So it's also kind of like a social justice issue. And I think that we need to kind of hold also uh, companies accountable and uh, the government needs to take action with regulations and of course also a waste management system. So there needs to be like multiple solutions like education, the government needs to act, companies. Yeah, um, yeah that's kind of where I stand now and yeah. not judging like others yeah because it doesn't help and it's not the right thing to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no um that, that makes sense but no thanks for sharing that that perspective because again i think mm. when it comes to not just plastics but also other you know issues yeah. uh, around climate change and, and around uh, sustainability and zero waste it's again the collaboration with yeah you know, government corporations and individuals that has to kind of work so everyone has to work together to make to make the yes. change and the shift exactly yeah um yeah so obviously i mean in in, in bali uh, and i guess also in other countries maybe in southeast asia yeah uh, i mean also from my experience i i noticed yeah that the little single-use sachets so it's it's, it's probably yeah. a complicated transition for people to to make i mean yeah like you said there has to be education and there's also a social issue there mm. um what happened i mean i know you, you're now living in bali but what what how does that compare to you know other markets like um i mean germany or other markets perhaps in europe uh mm. where we still have problems with you know plastic yeah. and single-use plastics how how do you feel that you know uh, how can the problem, I guess, be resolved there or any suggestions that you might have? Um, yeah, that, that's a good, good point. Like I've, since I've been in Bali, I've been uh, evolved in, involved in these environmental things and I haven't spent so much time in Germany to, do, yeah. Yeah, to figure out, okay, what, what can people do? But uh, I feel like in Europe or in these other uh, countries, there's a lot of these climate movements going on, like striking and I think that just figuring out like what's your passion or uh, what you're passionate about in the environment sector or if it's plastic waste or if it, like there are so many things you can do. You can, of course, uh, start reducing your, your waste, but you can also get involved, you know, talking to a government or like trying to hold them accountable. So I think in Germany, it's very easy to for example, to strike or to raise your voice and send letters out. Um, like okay. I couldn't do that here sure. in Indonesia because it's not my country. So that's what I would focus on if I'm in Germany, you know, getting more into politics and yeah. these kind of things. But you can also, of course, uh, do it first. I always encourage people to try it first for yourself, you know, lead by example. Okay, yeah. start reducing your your waste and then you can try to inspire others um, and maybe bring together the, a community that you're even more powerful in raising your voice okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think uh, i think that's a very good point you're making it's it's uh, i think similar to you know how what we face here in australia so yeah. there's always an opportunity to talk to councils and to governments because regulation definitely plays an important role. But then we always yes. have, I think, also responsibility at um, the household level and we can make a change yes. also within our own lifestyle. So introducing, you know, zero waste solutions, you know, packaging, buying in bulk. Sure. I mean, all of, yes. all of these solutions are possible as well. Um, great. Um, yeah, and uh, to, to add up on that, I think, just uh, when you go to that supermarket, you can just these simple things matter, you know, bringing a reusable bag, bringing your 
uh, reusable bottle, all of these small habits that you can integrate in your life will add up to a big difference. Like I always say when everyone just uh, is more conscious and mindful about their actions and does these simple things like we would live in such a better <laughs> better world just like it doesn't have to be perfect but we just need a lot of people you know trying their their best yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're, you're right yeah. Uh, even small things they add up if a lot of people are are making those yeah, changes doing it yes <laughs> right and i always uh, try oh sorry I always try to imagine, you know, when, when I bring my usable bottle or bag, I'm kind of saving a marine life or something, you know, to have that in the back of your mind, then it's like motivating and inspiring because literally you do in, in some kind of way. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think again, you raise an interesting point. I think when people are removed from the problem, then they feel like they don't feel responsible when you actually show them the impact or when they see that, uh, you know, by doing simple things, you know, they can save the marine life or they can save, you know, uh, uh, you know, the product going to waste, going into landfill and you, you make them more responsible and accountable. I think then that's when people also feel like uh, empowered to make the change and, and yes. find the and solution. It's kind of it's kind of building that connection. Okay, what is more valuable? Is it now that single-use plastic item that I want to get or is it like the... Um, yeah, the life of the marine or like taking care of the environment like it's a thing it comes also down to your values yeah 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 we always um yeah when it comes to sustainability i think in zero waste there's always a lot of different angles i mean the environmental angle is obviously the one but there's also animal cruelty that you know there's also yeah. um social usually there's also social issues that come into place yes. health issues as well because obviously if we live in a if we live in a um unhealthy environment with a lot of waste that then pollutes also our waterways yeah. and our fresh water. Exactly. So, so there's many angles and people relate to different, different angles as well. So I think it's good mm. to highlight those. If you had any suggestions for, uh, for our community, for our listeners, uh, in terms of how to start in their sustainability journey, uh, what would you, uh, what would you recommend? Yes. Yeah, so I started with uh, zero waste, uh, like zero waste living. It's like, a great way to to get started with that journey and i think when you want to reduce your waste you first need to figure out or assess the waste that you produce so i always suggest to collect either for 30 days or two weeks all of the um like plastic waste that you that you produce as an yeah. individual and then see okay what are the items that that i produce is it a lot of plastic bottles a lot of snack packaging um like all of these different things and you really see the, the, the impact that you have as one person and you can multiply that if you do 30 days by 12 and you have like the waste that you produce in one year and it's kind of shocking and you really like, okay, I need to do something. I produce all the time a lot <laughs> and then you can just pick one item, the item that you probably use the most and yeah. then, okay, how can I move to a more sustainable option? Um, so for example, no more, don't, do not use any plastic bottles anymore. I can use my reusable bottle Yeah. and then to build that habit and then to start shifting more and more items to add more items and switch to a more sustainable option. Um, then at the same time, uh, some people make the mistake, okay, I want to live no zero waste. I want to get all of these sustainable alternatives, but they don't use the products that they, they still have. So I always <laughs> say 
like okay first use that plastic shampoo that you still have in your in your shower <laughs> and uh, your toothpaste and then you can once it's done and once it's finished you can you switch on. but don't before because <laughs> that's not sustainable at all that would be the opposite so i always uh, recommend that to just use it until it's finished and then switch to a to an alternative and uh, if you for example already have like these containers and they're in plastic but they're reusable yeah, reusable plastic containers. You don't need to have uh, a metal or a container or these. Like, just use what you have and uh, try try your best. And then, it's all about building these routines and habits that you think about when you go out for shopping to bring your reusable bag, to bring your reusable bottle. Um, because when, when you might first get started, you still forget it, and then you almost have no option then taking that plastic bag or, or you try to carry it with your hands. But <laughs> so yeah, it's to building that routine as well, but that just comes, comes with time. Uh, I would say. Yeah. 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 I, I remember when I started on my um, kind of zero waste um, journey, it was exactly like you described. You start with like, you know, the, the five nasties, like the plastic bottles, you know, the straws, yeah. the plastic bags, because Exactly. <laughs> you, you slowly switch to reusable alter or no alternative, you know, or, you know, you mm. don't need it or you reusables and then you just build one by one. And then at some point you look back after many years and you go like, wow, you know, like you, you're, uh, you don't, you know, you built a habit and it, it just feels yeah. completely natural to, uh, to live that way. And exactly. You, and it's, it's a journey, you know, it's not, uh, you cannot be perfect. Uh, there's a saying, there's no zero in zero waste. Like you're always going to produce, <laughs> some ways but you yeah. can try your best and like reduce it reducing it yeah. i think there's also some new solutions that are coming that are being developed i was uh, seeing a guy i think he's actually based in indonesia who's creating compostable mm. packaging uh, oh yeah, yeah. and ed sorry edible packaging as well like a seaweed, From seaweed. yeah yeah if the seaweed yeah, 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 yeah. yeah i saw i saw that video that it's really cool like this would be nice to kind of scale up and bring like to the to more to the market Correct. More people to, to see it, but that's a really cool, cool idea. And there are also some, I think, out of cassava leaves, like decompostable uh, plastic that is already available, like for, for bags and all of these things. But yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the future uh, when that's more possible to bring that into the, the market. That would be really cool. Yeah. 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 I think, um, yeah, I think that would be great because it's, um, it's a really a, a very innovative solution. And obviously that would completely eliminate the whole concept of, uh, I mean, the whole yeah. concept of packaging is completely innovated basically for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and one more thing that I, sure. I realized also um, in Bali, you have these banana packaging and banana leaves. Um, and that's what I also see now more in the supermarkets. So also supermarkets are kind of, okay. Some of them are packaging their vegetables in these banana leaves and offering without plastic um before it was more like okay everything is like all simple vegetables are wrapped in plastic i'm like oh no what are you doing <laughs> but now like there's still some supermarkets that do that but there's also other ones that yeah offer them in these banana and the natural packaging yeah yeah yeah, we're, uh, I mean, here in Australia, we usually recommend, uh, you know, our, our, our audience, our community to, to shop uh, uh, in bulk, 
So try as much as possible to shop plastic free or packaging free. Yeah. There's, there's many alternatives now uh, that have uh, popped up. So, you know, some of the major supermarkets have bulk aisles, but there's also yeah. specific bulk stores. So you, you can really, uh, if, you, if you plan your, your, your habits, so to speak, or your shopping, you can really, um, you know, uh, go completely zero waste. It's uh, yeah. not, not that you have to go completely zero waste, because again, <laughs> even a small yeah. difference is, is important, but uh, you can work towards that, you know, and you can really see, exactly. you can really see your waste, uh, um, you know, uh, decreasing and your, your bin, bin size decreasing. Um, yeah, and I think then at the same time, like uh, here in Bali, there are a lot of farmers markets. That's where I love to go because then you're actually supporting, right, the, the farmer who, who grew that food and it's come mostly in just natural packaging. Uh, and uh, I, that's what I mostly get my vegetables and fruits from. It's just going by, and if there are like these farmer markets available in your country, then definitely go there before going <laughs> to the supermarkets. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, great. Um, now, if if I have if I ask you, Manuel, um, what, what is do you think the, the the biggest thing, or the, you know, that that somebody could do in order to have, I guess, an impact? You know, mm. if there's one thing that you can suggest uh, our community, our audience to do, maybe to to start having an impact, what would you, uh, what would you suggest? Yeah, I think um, that's also quite changed for that answer like the, to the past year. But I would say, yeah. you know, what is the problem that you want to solve? Like some people are passionate, okay. Um, they, they always wanted to, or for example, they are, they live close to the ocean and the ocean or they're surfers or yeah. divers yeah. and they see the plastic in the ocean and they, they're ocean lovers and they want to protect the ocean. So they have that passion for that ocean. So they want to protect it. So it's kind of finding out what you're passionate about and what you don't want to lose yeah. and then focus your energy on protecting that. That's kind of how I feel now you can make the biggest impact focus on focusing. Okay. What are the things that you, love about nature or the environment and uh, what do you want to protect and don't want to lose like um, or you see that problem and what can you do now to to fix it and then figuring out okay I can for ex when we take the ocean for example okay I can reduce my plastic waste I can try and inspire others to do the same yeah. um, I can do cleanups yeah um, for example I can do like I've seen some underwater cleanups. It's really <laughs> awesome. People yeah. going diving and collecting plastic waste. Um, I could talk maybe to the government, what we could do to install um, these river banks that, col that collect that plastic before it goes into the ocean. There are so many different ways that you discover, okay, I can do now to um, protect the ocean. And I think that's, that's what my biggest advice would be to figure out, okay, what do I want to protect? What problem do I want to solve? And what can I do? Uh, to yeah bring up these solutions fantastic yeah yeah i think that's yeah. uh, that's a really good um that's a really good um suggestion start start with your passion and what you really kind yeah. of want to help yes. and protect. because it it should make fun you know you should be passionate of course know, because 
you do more when you're passionate about these things. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many things you can do. So I think also focusing your energy, like you said, yeah, it is important and you can feel immediately there's small little wins and you, you get, you feel empowered. Motivated. To yeah. Yeah. You feel motivated. Exactly. Because when you look at that broader movement, uh, we talked a lot about this also with coaching for cost team, uh, that environment and climate movement, it's so big and uh, you feel sometimes, okay, what difference can I make? Because like, there are so many people out there that are doing amazing things and you feel like, okay, what, what can I do? Yeah. But if you focus on one thing or one solution, you can really see the impact and yeah, it's just motivating. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I guess that leads me to, um, to you know, if, if people do want to make this change and they feel like inclined to, you know, embrace a more sustainable lifestyle. How can they contact you? How can you help them with coaching for a cause? Um, oh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I think they, they're also in the right hands with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing amazing things, both of you. Uh, but uh, yeah, just, you, you can just check out our social media coaching for cause. And uh, yeah, we have different like offers. Like we have a membership where we do weekly webinars, panel discussion, um, and we have one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. We have e different eBooks that have like a direct impact. So we just launched actually an eBook about natural climate solution, which plants a tree. Um, so yeah, ch just check out our website and social media. It would be great to get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. We'll, we'll share all of that with our, with our community. I'm sure there's a lot, of, a lot of people that would love to reach out to you guys and you know, learn more about what you do. And, yeah. and uh, collaborate with you guys to have a bigger impact. Um, what else, Manuel, anything else you would like to share, you know, with, with our community, with our audience? Um, I think this is a good forum for that. Yeah, I'm just uh, thinking right now, but I think that, yeah, just, you know, to find out that what you're passionate about, to try your best to live more aligned with the, the environment and uh, with your values to, to protect it. And then just, um, when you try to inspire others, not uh, tell them what to do, but lead by your actions. So, yeah. because it's more encouraging, um, because I've never liked people, okay, telling me what to yeah. do. So I think it's, yeah, leading by your actions. I think that would be the last thing, like kind of to be the change. That's a quite a saying that a lot of people say, but yeah, that would be from my side. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. I think we, um, you know, we covered um, more or less yeah, everything. Great conversation. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the talk and got a lot out of it. A big thank you also to our guest speakers. Stay tuned for more sustainable talks and tips. Bye for now. Thank you.